This podcast is brought to you by Red Duct Tape, the perfect tape for covering M's all over the state of Ohio. Welcome to episode two of the Bias Sports Podcast. We call it Bias Sports, well, because it's a bunch of BS. This is a sports debate podcast with a little bit of bias. Um, it is great to have you back listening. Uh, before we begin, I just want to thank everyone who listened to episode one. Uh, if this is your first time listening, then welcome to the show, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I also want to announce that Bias Sports is now available on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you were listening to it on Anchor before, uh, be sure to check it out on those two platforms. Uh, I think it's much easier to listen to it through Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So check it out there. Um, and it would mean a lot if you left a review with your s- thoughts. And uh, just be sure to follow Bias Sports on Twitter. Um, it's at Bias Sports PC, um, at B-I-A-S-E-D-S-P-O-R-T-S-P-C. Um, debate with me your thoughts on you know last week's show and this show and uh with that let's get let's get this episode started what it do baby yeah all right so let's get this episode two underway it is officially rivalry week in college football which means that the ohio state buckeyes are playing that team up north uh, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to have Trevor back on in a little bit. We're going to talk some of the greatest rivalries in uh, college football. Uh, but first, I want to look back on OSU Penn State, um, and and we'll preview. We'll, we'll talk about that game, and then we'll preview this upcoming matchup with that team up north. Uh, it is rivalry rivalry week, so we will not say the M word. Um, but yeah, let's let's get started on this week. Uh, last week's game versus Penn State. Well, I want to start out and say how completely wrong I was about our game against Penn State. Uh, the score was much closer than I predicted. However, uh, Ohio State still should have won big. Offensively, this was our worst game of the season. The three turnovers were killer in this game, and Justin Fields has to do better of holding onto the ball. Uh, the touchdown that was taken back or taken away because of the fumble at the one-yard line, uh, it could have been momentum changing. Luckily, our defense just stepped up, and our defense stepped up all game long. Um... But back-to-back fumbles on the two drives in the third quarter, it, it honestly almost cost Ohio State the game. If Penn State was any better, they would have capitalized. Uh, they scored the one touchdown and then um, kicked a field goal on that second drive. But luckily, luckily they were not able to get the ball rolling. Um, and honestly, Penn State had one solid drive, and that was it. Uh, when Sean Clifford gets injured and Will Levins go- Levis goes in, Ohio State didn't really know how to stop the run quarterback and – other than that, I mean, that was their only good drive. Levis drove Penn State down the field, 75 yards, nine plays, and gave Penn State their first score of the game. If it wasn't for those two fumbles on Ohio State's side of the 50 to give Penn State the ball on a short field, they probably don't score again. Ohio State shot themselves in the foot too many times. I'll give credit to Penn State's run defense. They did well containing Dobbins and Fields, and it seemed like the first time all season long where Dobbins, you know, was forced to play the entire game, and because of that, he rushed for almost double of his average carries. Where in this game, he had what, like 36. Um, but I want to talk about Chris Olave and his game ceiling catch. It just felt like Fields all game long under through his receivers, and yeah, Fields was like 16 of 22, and all those deep balls they just felt underthrown. And again, like this one, it just felt underthrown. But Chris Olave jumped up. He made a play on the ball and. Um, it pushed the lead to 28-17, which ended up sealing the game. Um, and it, it, 
it was such a great play by such a great receiver. Um, and if it wasn't for our fumbles and our, you know, worst game in quotations by Fields, uh, this game is easily, easily 42-7. The craziest part of it is, you know, through all of those ups and downs of this game, how we should have won big and we didn't, um, I think the most important aspect is that Chase Young is back. Chase Young picked up exactly where he left off for Wisconsin. Um, and I think he reinserted himself in the Heisman discussion. Uh, he, he had three sacks. There were so many times where Penn State had one-on-one with Chase Young, and that's that's not going to happen. It's the best player in the in the league. Three sacks total, giving him 16 and a half on the season. Um, he now owns a single-season record uh, with another game to play while also missing two games. Like That's just insane. And if he goes out and he gets three sacks against that team up north and in the Big Ten Championship game against Wisconsin or Minnesota, which to me is realistic to get at least three, he finishes with at least 22.5 in the regular season, which is would be the all-time single-season record in FBS, uh, which is currently held by Terrell Suggs of Arizona State. So I just think like it's so realistic for Chase Young to get at least a 22.5 to have the single-season record. Um and when it comes down to the Heisman, Joey Burrow, Joseph Barose, Jose Barose, uh, Joe Burrow is having a phenomenal season. And any other year, this would win him the Heisman. But if the Heisman is supposed to go to the best player in college football, then it needs to go to Chase Young. It, it has to go to Chase Young. This season, he has simply been the best player in the entire country. He deserves to win Heis- the Heisman for simply dominating every single team he has played, whether it's been the Indianas, the FAUs, and then the big games against Wisconsin, Penn State. If he does it again against that team up north, I just don't see how you could not give it to the best player in the country. Um, and, and it all comes back to Ohio State played, as a whole, their weakest game and still won by double digits. He is part of a dominant team. Um, I think against the team of North, he has his Heisman moment, whether that's a strip sack or a fumble recovery, or maybe, you know, a pick, a Joey Bosa type pick six against that team of North. Uh, their defense dominated this game, and I believe that their defense will dominate the next game, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute after uh, after we get Trevor on and talk these rivalry games. Um, but back to this Penn State game. The defense dominated the other the whole game other than one drive. The offense played poorly and still managed to score 28. Ohio State is clearly the most complete team in the country, and that's why they'll finish the season off with a victory against that team up north. And again, I hate to get ahead of myself. So I just keep wanting to, talk to, wanting to talk and you know remind these Michigan fans or these team up north fans that Ohio State is going to win this game big. So it is finally rivalry week, like I've kind of said. Uh, and we, we do have Trevor back here. As a guest joining again, two episodes in, and he's already back twice. Uh, he did so good last week, I had to bring him back. Yeah, give the people what the people want. Uh, so obviously, it is rival- rivalry week, so we have to discuss the top ten uh, rivals in all of college football. Um, I think there is going to be a little bit of bias here. Uh, so this is each our top ten list with a little bit of why it is here. Um, and... If, that, if the game has been played yet, I think we're going to give it a little bit of predictions. So if we have Notre Dame-USC, um, that game's already been played, so we, we're not going to obviously be able to do a prediction here. 
Um, before we start, I do want to give some honorable mentions. Though. This list was tough because there were so many games like between like 4 through 15 that I wanted to put on here. So honorable mentions, I'm going to put Battle of the Illibuck. I think it's like the coolest trophy in college football, a freaking wooden turtle, and that Ohio State's dominated uh, from the beginning. Uh, Michigan State against Little Brother. I guess I guess Michigan State is Little Brother, but um, it is it is the team of North, so they they'll never be number one anything. Uh, Penn State Ohio State, the rivalry that we've had since 1999 has just been Ohio State's dominated a lot, but it's always competitive, fun games to watch. Obviously, we just had this the last week. Um, Egg Bowl, the Ole Miss Mississippi State, uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma State, Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State. The Holy War between Utah BYU, the Apple Cup between Washington and Washington State, and then this is the coolest name of them all, uh, the Duel in the Desert between Arizona and Arizona State. I think like those were so – I wanted to put them on there, but I just haven't had the memories of watching those games be as big as kind of the ones on my list, mm-hmm. but those are the top ten. Or, or those are or those are honorable mentions. Do you agree with the, those? I mean, yeah. I, I think you have yeah. some of those on your list. So Yeah, I, I agree. Those are some big-time games that just – barely make it or not quite on the list but they are they are fun to watch sometimes uh but let's let's start off number 10 i'm gonna go notre dame to you catholics first convicts man like catholics i just i love such a great name for it um so many national championship s games um in the 80s and 90s between those you know winner would go on and win it all or sometimes you know the winner would spoil that mm-hmm. that one from winning it all um, my number 10 is North Dakota State, South Dakota. North Dakota, the, the Battle of the Dakotas. The Battle of the Dakotas. Um, this is this is a huge game in the FCS. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is n- normally one versus two. One versus two, three Always. versus four, one versus Always. four. Yep. And it, it is a huge game, and especially this year, mm-hmm. two really good teams. And it could be the national title of the SF- FCS early it like, really is it's always i mean it's so competitive that that is a fun game to watch i don't really watch fcs football but if you do if i do it's got to be you know this game or the grizz game shout out montana grizz uh number nine i got bama lsu uh this one i just put on here because it's always two squads who give us great games i mean it's always two verse seven one verse two three verse four two verse three um, one versus ten, two versus twelve, whatever it is, it always seems to be a top twenty-five ranked matchup. It's always fun to watch, and you know those games where we think LSU is going to keep it close, Bama dominates. Mm-hmm. The times where you think Bama's going to sneak it out, LSU pulls it out. Um, just a fun, fun rivalry to watch. Yeah, um, my number nine is um, USC Notre Dame. I think this is a historical, really good rivalry. It's just, I think I have a couple other ones that are more nostalgic i guess you mm-hmm. can stay i mean not not giving anything away from this it's just um i think notre dame is right now dominating it because as usc is down but it's just two back and forth it's probably split pretty close to mm-hmm. even down the line this is one i don't have it on here and i like it was hard i even i don't even put it on the, i i meant to put in the honorable mentions list and i didn't um and it's it is such a great rivalry Notre Dame has so many great rivalries, though, exactly. that it's so hard to put one. I, if you put one, you want to put the put other. All, like. um, but it is fun, and I wish I wish this was a rivalry week game that mm-hmm. they played every year. Well, and it's like that in the team up north. They have mm-hmm. a lot of rivalries. Right, and, and they have, I mean, uh, Michigan State. They have one with Purdue. They have – Notre Dame. Stanford. Yeah, I'm talking about Notre Dame. Yeah. Like they have oh. – they have rivalries with so many ga- with so many teams. Mm-hmm. Being an independent, like they've been able to always do it, and 
Um, kind of with conference realignment the last few years, we've lost a lot of them. But USC, they still, they're still playing every year. Um, number eight, this is a, a great name, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party between Florida, Florida and Georgia. Um, it's usually a battle of the SEC East. And the, the one thing I like about this, it's depending on who you ask, some games weren't played. Um, per Florida, Georgia leads 52-43-2. If you ask Georgia, they played an extra game, and Georgia, Georgia leads 53-43-2. So I just think, like, the, these old rivalries like that, if you, like, look back at the history, like, some teams don't want to count in, some teams do. Um, and, again, a name so nice, you got to say it twice, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Well, and the one thing that's cool about this rivalry, it's not played on either. Yeah, neutral either, side games neutral are side. fun. Yep. And um, – my number eight is um, Penn State Pitt. Mm -hmm. This was one I thought about putting on too, and I was so close to putting it on, and I just uh, I, I didn't just because like we've kind of lost. Mm -hmm. It doesn't they don't play it every year. I mean they don't play it every year, but when I look at it, I see a, a really good Penn State team this year, mm -hmm. and Pitt. Whenever Penn Penn State's the older brother. Yep. But Pitt always plays them tough, mm -hmm. no matter what how bad Pitt is. Yep. When Penn State Pitt plays. It is going to be a close game. It's going to be, be a slugfest yep. too. It's, it's uh, northeast Ohio or northeast football. Mm -hmm. You know, pound it. I I wish it's we AFC got, North football. Yep. I wish we got games in the snow. Mm -hmm. um, and I this is a rivalry I wish we could watch every year. And unfortunately, we don't get it anymore as often. Um, I don't think they play again until like 2024 now after yeah, they played this while. year. Yeah, it's a while. That was what number eight. Mm -hmm. uh, so number seven, I have Florida State in the U. Um, so many. This is one like the '80s and '90s. Um, so many historic matchups. You have wide right one, wide right two, wide right three, and then wide left one. Um, the accomplishments between the schools too. So many national championships decided between. Again, kind of like uh, Notre Dame in the U. Mm -hmm. The winner would go on to win the national championship, or sometimes the winner would crush the national champion, the the, the chances of it. Um, and now with, like, the Florida Cup between Florida, Florida State, Miami, um, it makes it makes the rivalry more fun because it is between the three major schools, um, between, like I said, these two and then adding Florida. Um, yeah, my number seven is um, the Battle of the Brains. You got Harvard and Yale. Battle of the Brains. Um, this, I mean, right now they're two of – they're not what they used to be. Right. Back in the day, that used to be the national championship. These were the powerhouses of college football. That, these were the powerhouses. And now, I mean, they are kind of powerhouses of the FCS. But when it came to major college football, mm -hmm. I mean, it was Yale, I mean, Harvard. They were the Ohio State and Alabamas and Clemsons mm -hmm. of their days. Yep. And to still see, I mean, the hate is there. The yep. hate is there. Yep. And now, I mean, I think we're now getting into our list that it's nitpicking time, like, personal bias like uh yeah i think like six up was my hardest to kind of put or six through two was my hardest yeah. to put. um so six i had minnesota wisconsin um this is the most played rivalry in college football um and their trophy is called the paul bunyan axe i mean their trophy is a freaking axe like that's like that one of awesome. the coolest things ever yeah. um the record right now is tied 60 60 to eight um and I don't know, just something so historic. Um, it's you get games in the snow, you get games in the rain. I mean, you get like you said earlier, AFC North football, just cold weather, fun football. 
Um, and again, they play for an axe. Like that's that's one of the coolest things ever. It is. It is awesome. Um, my number six is um, Notre Dame and that team up north. Okay. I I find this. I just I like the uniforms. I like the I like just it just everything mm-hmm. about it. Playing under the lights. Um, and I also like to see um, that team up north all lose a lot to um, Notre Dame. Like last year. Right. Yeah. And this year. No, no. they they lo- they won this year. Yeah. They that won was a it. monsoon mm-hmm. up there. Yep. Um, but yeah, just something about Notre Dame and that team. You have a few Notre Dame ones on here. That's what number two. Yeah. I I mean Notre Dame. When you look at when I think of college football, I I think of Notre Dame. You think Ohio State. You no- think Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Uh, Harvard, Yale. Like if you're a if you're a historian of college football. Yeah, you think it, of them. I mean Notre Dame back in the day mm-hmm. with Lou Holtz and um, it definitely they're definitely not the brand they are today. Well, they, they make were, it hard. They they have so many academic restrictions exactly. on themselves, and um, being independent doesn't help them out. I get the money well, aspect it, of it. The, I think it helps them out with the standpoint that they can play whoever they want. The brand maybe, mm-hmm. but like they don't have a conference championship. Notre Dame and the Big Ten would be just an even bigger brand. I think. Oh, it would be all. It would be awesome because. You put them in the Big Ten West. I mm-hmm. mean, the Big Ten West needs so much help. Right. And I think they'd fit perfect in the Big Ten. They absolutely would. Um, so let's keep going on this. So I have number five, the Red River Shootout, the Red River Rivalry. Uh, it's also called, what, like the Red River Showdown or something. Red, I, yeah, just Red, Red River. Red River Shootout, though, is my favorite name of it. Uh, OU Texas. Combo at that Texas State Fair. Uh, the stadium is divided in half, half orange, half red. Um, they've had 115 meetings, and it was so cool. Like last year when they met in the Big the Big 12 championship game, it was the first time, basically not playing at Arlington in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so many comebacks, so many Heisman winners, um, and we've had some awesome, awesome ranked versus ranked matchups. Oh, and just games like that that makes this rivalry so well, great. Well, this for arguably me. decides the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Every year, so many years, like Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy, Vince Sam Young, Bradford, Vince Young, like the, AP. what we watched college football in yeah. the beginning. Like it was, this was the Big Twelve winner. It was right Mac here. Brown and um, yep. Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops, and um, I'm gonna go on the same train as Oklahoma, but it's gonna be Bedlam, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. I think this game is I just love it. I just love how they call it Bedlam. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so intense. There's no defense ever played at this game. There's no defense in the Big 12 either, but, like, I think that's a fun – like, if you want mm-hmm. competitive – you want run – pound the run football, you watch the Big 10. You want high-flying air raid offenses, you watch the Big 12. Yeah, and this game, I just I just love – it's always close. Yep. And it's, like, as a Buckeyes fan these last couple of years, we've been rooting for Oklahoma to lose. And it always seems like it's that Oklahoma State game yep. that – it is like 55, 53 going into. And um, Oklahoma freaking pulls it out. Always like, yep. pull it off. But it's just such a fun game. Mm-hmm. And uh, So the number four, I have Harvard-Yale, uh, the FCS, the game. Um, it's such an old rivalry, like you kind of talked about earlier. Um, so many overtime games the last few years. Uh, it's the last game of the season. Uh, it's the last game of the season for them because the Ivy League doesn't participate in postseason football, um, which I think makes it even more special. Like, if they're not going to participate, make your make last game of the game. season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, like, just last week, Yale was down big and came back and won 50 to 43 in double OT. Um, mm-hmm. It's just games like that that makes it so special. Yeah. 
And oh, and I also forgot um, my p- game prediction for that Oklahoma State Oklahoma game is um, 56 34. 56 Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I'm. I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be like 42 35. But I. I think Oklahoma pulls it out. And um, for my number four, it was just like your number five in that's the Red River mm-hmm. rivalry. And again, getting this top five, it is like nitpicking. Yep. And it's. And I mean, they're all you. I can. You can make an argument that that should that any of these should be up there. Any in the top five should be number one. Well. Well, top two. Yeah. Top two and not one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, the Red River rivalry mm-hmm. is it decides the Big Twelve every year. Every year. And it is. I mean, it's just something special. And then Texas, they hate Oklahoma mm-hmm. almost as much as Ohio hates the team up north. That team up north. And again, so many Heisman's mm-hmm. and just the Big Twelve goes through that rivalry yep. game. Um, I think our I, I saw your list. One, two, three is the same. So we'll just go three, two, mm-hmm. one. Um, number three, Army Navy. It's the last regular season game of the season. Of the season. Yeah. Um, it feels like it's always close. Whether you know whoever is dominating at the time, um, it's always close. It's a battle of America. It is. It is the. I mean, it is the battle of America. It's battle of America, and it just it's so it's neutral site. Um, the winner gets to sing their fight song, you know, second, but they. Both line up, they sing both fight songs, and the winner gets to do a second. It's just that pride of, like, we won, we get to do ours last. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's first. Whatever, however it is. But like it's, it's, it's just The awesome setup game. is awesome. And it, I, I love the way that CBS always does it. Yep. And, I mean, if you're you – even if you're not a fan of college football, I mm-hmm. mean, it, if you're – it's just an awesome game right. to watch. And like I said, last regular season game, like, even after championship week, like, you still have Navy Army, and it's just – you do that, and then you have the Heisman presentation afterwards. It is just – it makes that Saturday not miss college football. And it's also the fastest game of the year mm-hmm. with that triple option. Yep. Uh, I don't have really a, a score prediction. I just think Navy's going to win big over Army. Uh, Navy's I, pretty good this year. I have Navy winning 42 to nothing. It, it could happen. Navy's going to dominate them. Um, number two, we both have the Iron Bowl. Um, I think even just within the last 10 years – since I've been a fan of college football, um, this game is the contender is – or the winner is contending for national championship. There's been so many great moments, and kick six might be the, – the it's greatest. the greatest ending in a college, in a football game ever. Um, just the call, the Auburn's going to win the football game. Like, it is. It's, it's just amazing. It gives me chills. Like, anytime it comes on Twitter or anytime, like, ESPN is doing something about it, and I think honestly, the game's gonna be great the next few years too. Oh, beyond this, Auburn's year, on the way with uh, with uh, Tua's younger brother, like Talia or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you got Bo Nix. Uh, and I think this year, Bama's gonna win behind Mac Jones and that offense led by Jerry Judy. I think they win forty two thirty nine. I have. They're gonna put up points against oh, that Auburn defense. I I see I see the score twenty eight twenty one Auburn. Really? I I don't I do not believe in um. Mac uh, Jones. Mac Jones. I, I do not believe in him. I, I Auburn is a good team. Auburn very well deserves to be in the mm-hmm. top ten. I mean, they are a good football team and young. Yep. Um, it's gonna be fun. Uh, this is gonna be a fun game to watch. It's three thirty. Um, after the game, which we all know is that's the greatest rivalry, and not just in college football, but all of sports. Uh, later on, I'm gonna do. I want to do an episode of greatest rivalries in all of sports, and this is going to be number one. I mean, there is nothing 
The hatred. The hatred between. But the, the respect. I, it, there is respect, and it's like at the same time too, though it's it's so much hatred, and I I love it. I mean, we. You have two of the top the top two winningness football programs yep. in the history, and like Michigan dominated in the early 1900s, and they, you know, count wins pre World War II, and that's why they like own the series. But since then, like. Michigan doesn't have a winning record against Ohio State since then. And Ohio State has slowly chipped away at that, you know, all-time record. And, you know, Michigan is still the brand, but they're not the team that they were back then. And so since 2000, I mean, we have dominated it. And it's just been fun to watch. But still, like, it doesn't matter if Ohio State wins 20 in a row. Michigan's going to play them tough. Mm-hmm. Um Michigan can be 0 and 11. Ohio State can be 11 and 0. And it's still gonna be. And that's it's gonna be a game. And it's just that hatred. And like you walk main campus, even like our Mansfield campus, there's red X's everywhere. Everywhere. And it's just because like that letter M, you don't well, want to say, you then, don't want to look at it. Well, and then I I was listening to Urban Meyer talk after saying something about talking to Ryan Day. He says every day at practice, mm-hmm. you practice, you scout your team, but there's one session. Yep. With Michigan. Yep. And it just, like, the, the stories that you hear and, like, the things like that. Like, Ohio State, does, you prepare for who you play that week in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that game. And, and again, like, Michigan be 0-11, Ohio State 11-0, or other way around. And that game is going to be tough because there's nothing better than, you know, knocking off the undefeated team. Well, and you're also playing some of your high school teammates. with rec- right. Recruiting is so close, yep. and they take Ohio guys, we take Michigan guys. And, and that's why, like, I think, like, Ryan Day said today, like, that's part of the reason, like, kids come is, like, you know, Michigan didn't want me or Ohio State didn't want me. I'll go play for them, and I'll, you know, try to win. Yeah. Michigan doesn't happen much anymore, but um, – so before we make our prediction on that, I want to talk that game. Let's let's preview it a little bit. Um, I think this is going to be our toughest game of the season. Uh, going, to, going to Michigan um, at the big house – They've been rolling since that second half against Penn State. Other last week they played a little. It was a closer game versus Indiana than I think they hoped for, um, but they've been they've been dominating since that second half against Penn State. They destroyed Notre Dame, a a good Notre Dame team. Notre Dame's not great. This isn't like one of their historic teams. They're not awful either. This is a good Notre Dame team that Michigan just manhandled. Um, but the, I don't think they've seen. In Ohio State, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, Ohio State is is elite this year, um, but they'll play Ohio State tough. Um, they're gonna, they want to win. Their players want to win one for Harbaugh, and whether I, I don't think it's gonna happen. But the, you know, he's what zero and four, or uh, he hasn't, he has not beat the Buckeyes. Oh, I think he's zero and four, zero and five, or something. But he hasn't won one, and they want to win one for him. Uh, I mean, if Harbaugh doesn't win, it, it's tough to keep he, him because he might it's be like, gone. Yeah, it is like at Ohio State. You can lose every single game, yep. but if you beat Michigan, that's all they care about. Yep. I mean, and it's just the aspect of a rivalry game, 0-11 versus 11-0. It doesn't matter. Um, it will be a close game, I think, until the fourth quarter because that's how tough this rivalry is. Um, it's going to be a competitive game uh, with neither team pulling away until the fourth quarter. I think then the Ohio State finally. Um, they they make a major play. I think it's I think it's Ch- it could be Chase Young's Heisman moment. You know, a strip sack or maybe finally he gets like that pick six or something. Um, I think Ohio State wins thirty two twenty one. I am not on the same boat as you. 
I feel like Ohio State's going to dominate this game from the snap. I mean, I hope so. I, I would love to watch like a 62-39 again or something. The way I look at it is we have Ohio State, Michigan's old defensive staff yep. for the most part. Yep. Michigan notoriously likes to play man-to-man. Yep. And if they try to play man-to-man against our receivers, good luck. Chris Olave is an animal. He is a fluid, smooth athlete. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see – and their offense – they have been – they're trying to play a spread offense with a pro-style commits mm-hmm. because l- this year is the first year that John Harbaugh's offense has went away from a pro-style. Yep. And, yes, they are progressing well right now. They are looking good. They have not played a caliber of a defense up in Ohio State. Absolutely. And I just – I do not – I I think Penn State is better than – Michigan. I agree Penn State's better, but I think this is still going to be our toughest game just because Just the rivalry aspect, and I agree. At Michigan. But I just – I don't see a way that they keep it close at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chase Young is a man. <laughs> Chase Young is a man. Yep. He is an NFL player playing in college football right now. Absolutely. I mean, arguably he could put 10 sacks up in the NFL right now. Yeah. And – I don't see. I do not see anyone on Michigan that scares me like a KJ Hamler last week, which I didn't hear his name called a lot. He had like three catches for forty-five yards total. I mean, yes, they have. Um, I believe they saw Donovan Peoples Jones, mm-hmm. and he is a stud receiver. But we also have the best cornerback in the nation in Jeff Okuda. Yep. Sean Wade showed out last week. He did. And we have Damian Arnett. Yes, Ar- Arnett just. And then we, we have, have arguably secondary. the three fastest linebackers side to side. Tackling was a problem last week, and I will say that. For the first time, tackling was a problem. And I think that after listening to Ryan Day saying that we need to clean stuff up, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Ryan Day will have him ready, for sure. Our boys will be ready, and we will dominate. I mean, dominate Michigan, 42-14. to 14. And I, I really hope your score prediction is, is – you know, accurate. I was I was way off last week. I kind of talked about that at the beginning. Um, way off last week. And I hope I'm off this week because I really hope that it is closer than 32-21. Um, I really don't want to be stressed out this week. But I I, I still I do think it will be kind of competitive. I, I think we pull out at the end and win still by uh, double digits. But um, And then final thing. So I was going to have us rank our top three lists together. But since we have the exact same, let's see what top five. So we agree that the game is number one. Mm-hmm. Iron Bull is number two. Mm-hmm. Army Navy is number three. We both have the Red River Shootout in our top five. Mm-hmm. We put that at one at number four. I do not agree, though, that Oklahoma State and Oklahoma is top ten. So I would bump up maybe Minnesota-Wisconsin to number five, or we could do Harvard-Dale at number five. I'd probably say Harvard-Dale. So I, I, I do not see Wisconsin, Minnesota, for the aspect as, yes, they are big-time rivals. I just – They play for an axe, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but – That's the coolest thing it ever. Is, it is awesome. Paul Bunyan's axe. It is awesome. But when I think – I think of teams that absolutely hate each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more like, man, you got me this time, buddy. It's like – I think they still like each other. Uh-huh. I mean, Harvard, Yale, they hate each other. Okay, Oak- so we ag- Bedlam, they hate each other. We agree that so our top five list. So this is the top five greatest college football rivalries of all time. Number five, 
Harvard, Yale, the game, the FCS version of the game. Uh, number four, the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, S Texas State Fair at the Combo, Stadium Divided. Number three, Army, Navy, the Battle of America. Number two, the Iron Bowl. Uh, kick six is the greatest ending to a call to a not just a college football game but a football game ever, and then the best rivalry in all sports, the game. Yeah. All right. That's all. That's it. That's it. Uh, Trevor, thanks again for coming on two weeks in a row. It's been a pleasure. Um, I probably won't have you on next week. I gotta get some other people on here, but um, I love talking college football with you, bud. It's it's awesome. It's yeah, fun. It's awesome. Well, I I know you will be on again for sure. And can I just say one more thing? Uh huh. Go Browns. I hate you. All right, that is all for today's episode. Uh, this type of debate is what you know this show is going to be about. Um, I like talking, you know, week to week college football stuff, but you know when the season dies down, it's it's debates like this that is what makes the bias sports biased. Um, it's all about opinions. It's all about biases and some statistics here and there. Um, enjoy this rivalry week of college football. Enjoy Thanksgiving with your families. Uh, thanks again for checking out the Bias Sports Podcast. Again, leave a review and tweet at the Twitter page. Um, let me know if you agree or disagree with our list and what your top 10 college football rivalry list would be. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope this provokes discussion, and I hope that you come back and listen again.